Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is luxury healing, baby. <laughs> luxury healing means that we mind the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and, and go on places that make me feel good and things that resonate. Living is a luxury, don't you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. When we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. y'all i am here finally tell the truth tuesday i was trying to get y'all together with the um two channel thing we might just have to do that just raggedy looking later this evening so y'all can see how real it is so um today is tell the truth tuesday technically it's wednesday it is uh may 20th 2020 and the show is called reason season lifetime and today's show is about ascension it is, Maxwell had a song, you know, if you don't know, then I'll say it. Remember that? I can't sing, but I was trying to do something for y'all. So he had a song called Ascension, and Ascension literally means, like, to climb up. So it's the opposite of descent, like, to go down. And so, you know, people come into your life for a reason, season, or a lifetime. And I try to explain that, especially to a lot of the younger people, when they are in situations and they're like, why is this happening to me? Why did this happen? And I'm like, you probably won't know until you heal from it why that particular thing needed to happen to you um, or in what fashion it happened to you. And so I was talking to my sister today out in uh, Virginia, and she goes, yeah, you gave that speech at my wedding. And I'm like, what? I'm like, because it's been on me all week to you know, do a show. I almost did a church show on Sunday about it. So right now I just discovered that we have six planets, not five, um, in retrograde, and this is important because Venus and Athena, which Athena is actually it's like an asteroid meteorite, um, they are responsible for love and all its trauma. So when you're going through a retrograde, remember, it's like you, you get to these levels in your life and you're like, okay, um, 
I passed all the exes tests. None of the exes can ever come and say shit to me. And then, you know, they're like, okay, she's ready to go to the next level. And I always say new levels, new devils. And um, this week I actually had to sit and notice my own toxic behavior and my addictions were flaring up. So something was triggering the fuck out of me and it had not revealed itself yet. So a lot of people don't know that sometimes when you're in tune with your physical, right, on all levels, and especially being a Reiki practitioner such as myself, my body will warn me before a trauma is about to happen. So I will be incapacitated or I'll be asleep or, for example, um, Last week, I drank really, really heavy, like to the point where I was like falling asleep and then waking up, like looking at my phone, like I don't even recall conversations or pictures that I took or a conversation that I had with my homegirl, like I don't remember. And so I got very upset because I'm like, this happened three times in seven days. And that's not like me. I'm not like, yeah, I joke, you know, that I drink a lot, but I really don't. You know, I have a little sip here and there. And um, so something's triggering the fuck out of me. So now um, when I figured out what it was, it was so crazy to me because it just, it was almost as if, like, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, I literally looked up to the sky and was like, y'all are literally trying to fucking kill me. Like, y'all are literally, because I sit here and it's, it's, the hypocrisy of it all, right? Like, you know, I'm telling you guys to face your shadows and to face your fears and all these things, and then I don't address my own traumas that I thought were long gone and I was over it and it was buried and it was done. So I'm going to get to what that trauma was. So I have a very good friend of mine um, that I've been friends with for a couple years, going on a couple years, and um, I'm going to address this publicly because I know she'll listen. And, uh, it, you know, she, she, she was having a difficult time. But what a lot of people don't understand is that the Denise that you get in the wintertime is not the same Denise that you're going to get in the summertime. And the Denise you're going to get when she's not working. So my regular job, that's not really work. That's just what pays bills. That's, that's money. But my real job is in the streets and mentoring, writing, and all these things. So when I'm doing these things, um, it uh, it takes a certain level of isolation, you know, because I'm literally exercising my own demons so that I can write about them and give that finished piece of work to you. So... You know, my girlfriend was was going through something like we all are during this pandemic, and I, you know, hadn't heard from her in a few days, and I noticed that she sent me a bunch of text messages the one day. Now, this particular day was not the fucking day to be sending me a bunch of text messages. Hmm. I had my own shit going on. And I also... Um, to be honest with y'all, really not a nice fucking person. I'm really not. Uh, I am a kind person, but I'm really not a nice fucking person. So when it comes to my personal space or 
me having my own personal nervous breakdowns or going through my depression or whatever it is that I'm going through, I need my space. Because if I don't have my space, I'm going to cuss you the fuck out. And it doesn't matter what you did, just everything is going to agitate me because I'm agitating myself because I need that to move forward in my life and finish this work that needs to be done. So I don't really appreciate people reaching out to me and expecting a response in a timely fashion all the time when I am a mother, first and foremost, I'm a writer, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm a niece, um, I'm an aunt, I'm a lot of things to a lot of people. I'm a state representative. I'm, you know, I mentor people. I read people sometimes for them because they're going through something. Like, I do a million things until they make me a million dollars. So if I love you or you're in my immediate circle, 100% of the time you're going to get a text immediately back. But sometimes when I'm unable to grasp words or to speak properly, I would just rather not talk. So somebody that has been around me long enough knows, leave this bitch the fuck alone. She's doing her little creative shit. She'll get back to me when she get back to me. My my brother Saladin and I are this way. Um, you know, it, it is what it is, especially when you're dealing with a creative. Not everybody's a creative. And that doesn't mean that I get to be mean to anybody. It just means that you are not a priority right now because I have to get through something. Okay? So I had already been drinking way too much in the week and reminiscing. And um, I wake up the one morning um, to all these text messages from my girlfriend, and I'm like, I'm not responding to that because something's wrong. Like, I'm sick. Like, I'm not feeling well. I'm beefing with my dude, you know. And let me make a correction on last week's show. So last week's show, I kept saying that it was holiday that I was talking about from eight at the table that was talking about the situation where she busted her dude in, you know, broads like DMs and, uh, like, in the comment sections and shit, like these motherfuckers embarrass us and do. Mm. It wasn't holiday. It was actually weapons of mass seduction. And she's like, how did you mix me and Holiday up? I'm like, I don't know, because y'all both cute and thick and young. I don't know. So it was actually weapons of mass seduction. Uh, She sells the lashes. She's on the uh, page eight at the table, so go check her out. So it was actually her that had the issue that she said she was holding on to that information so she was able to get it to her dude and be like, the fuck is going on with you? So for me, I agree with this tactic. There's no need in addressing people about certain shit going forward, and you know damn well they're going to lie about it or, you know, and and just so y'all men know, like if we're asking about it, we already have the receipt. We have the screenshots because that's what women do, young girls too especially, put you in a group chat, laugh at you like, oh, you know. So I don't give a shit what they told you. We be clowning y'all when y'all come incorrectly in the DM or incorrectly uh, online. So I also have to reiterate that I applauded my followers because 99% of y'all don't get disrespectful. Now, I had somebody get disrespectful today, but I actually know him in real life. 
because so I'll I'll check him personally when I see him next once his quarantine is over. Um, but you know, nothing major, but just like motherfucker, you know not to talk to me like that on the fucking internet. Not one of your little friends. So my homegirl is going through it, whatever. She's she's having her own issues and I can't do anything about it. You know, and I'm one of those people I'm very Mike Tyson ish. You know, like Mike Tyson, first of all, I'm obsessed with Mike Tyson. I love Mike Tyson. It's just whole mannerism. Um, but the fact that Mike Tyson used to say to people, well, X, Y, Z happened. Okay, well, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Like, don't don't come and talk to me about your problem and we don't have a solution. What are you going to do about it? Or if, if, if I said something to you, what the fuck was you going to do about it? If I didn't do this, what was you going to do about it? And usually the answer is nothing. So I'm not going to have a nothing conversation with somebody and I have something going on, right? I have orders that have to be filled, businesses fucking through the roof. Um, You guys can follow me at 716CBD or you can go online. We're getting ready to upload our uh, Father's Day. I actually just am getting ready to do a collab with my niece, with Buoyant Journey. Uh, We have a bunch of stuff coming out, the one that did those posh-ass masks. So for a day, I just needed a day. I just needed a day to myself to not be feeling like shit or feeling like I'm going to snap somebody. So, and it's very difficult for me because my temper is really bad. Like, it's, it's, it, it, it'll level a building, right? If I really say what I want to fucking say or I really say what I fucking think or just some shit that I peeped or noticed, like, all I do is just collect them and put them in my purse and just save it for a later date because it's not the appropriate time to bring it up. Hmm. That's male or female. I'm drinking Avion tequila tonight. So with a little lemon and ice. So I wake up um, the other morning, 9.41 in the morning, and I see that one of my exes liked one of my pictures. Now, if y'all read my book, Stay in Your Lane, The Diary of a Hot Mess, I actually talk about him in the book. Um, And he was extremely abusive. So I also couple that with the fact that one of my other exes who tried to kill me um, sent me a friend request, but it was under, like, a different name. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? So I had just realized the other day that there's, like, a separate messenger box, like, for people that are not your friends. I don't follow either one of them, and they don't follow me. And um, I realized that I had, like, excuse me, a bunch of fucking messages in there that I had never seen, like, from, like, 2014 and shit. Like, damn, I didn't know, you know. And two messages, so my top message was the first abuser, and then the second message was the second abuser. And I'm like, wow, one of them's in prison. So I'm like, what are the fucking odds? that this happened and I've been drinking like a fucking, like somebody's, you know, grandfather, Irish grandfather, and this happened. So the one that actually tried to assassinate me, like literally like almost took me off the earth, like hung me in a basement, like it's all in the A is for Abuse chapter in the book, Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess on Amazon and Kindle. And, um, we, we, of course, have made amends. That was, you know, 25, 20, you know, 27 years ago, whatever. And um, I learned a lot from him. 
and uh, he was sending me messages since April that I had not seen. And he's in prison, and he's just, you know, the last message he said to me, is very humble. He's like, you know, are you mad at me? I'm like, you know, am I? You know, I had to think about it, and I'm, I'm actually not mad at him. So I think that the part of shadow work and the part of healing that we have to come to the conclusion is, is what was the reason for that relationship to happen? How many seasons did it take you to understand the reason that that happened? And is this something that's going to affect you for a lifetime? Are you going to carry this with you for the rest of your life? The answer to that question is yes. Because when someone almost like fatally injures you to the point where your entire psyche was changed, your view of men was changed, your view of safety was changed. And I ain't talking about no ass whooping. If y'all know exactly what excerpt I'm talking about in the book, like, this was some serious shit. And then I had the pleasure of being able to go do some personal shopping. Uh, One of my homegirls, Siobhan, she owns a store in Buffalo. And um, it was just a bad day the day before. And um, I hadn't found this information out. We were sitting there talking. And I was saying to her, like, you know, I always hate going through a breakup. And she says, why? Because, you know, and I said, well, because I always like to be sure that we're really broke up, you know, because I've had some bad experiences in the past. And she says, well, what do you mean? And so I started explaining to her what happened, how, like, my ex was out of the house. He was living with another girl. I was in our home uh, not far from here where I'm at right now. And we had been broken up a couple months, you know, and we had an agreement because I believe everything needs a contract, even then. I'm early 20s, and um, I went on a date. Um, I hadn't heard from him. I, you know, we weren't sleeping together. He wasn't living in the house. I thought everything was over. So I went on a date uh, with somebody that was um, of some influence. And it just so happened that my ex's best friend was at the movie theater. So at the movie theater, he called, and this was back like when we had antenna phones, and he ends up coming up to the movie theater. And I'm with dude, and dude ain't backing down. He's like, nah, like, you know, shorty said y'all ain't together. You know, now, one thing about me, I don't do disrespectful shit that'll that'll get me killed that I know of. Like, if a dude buys me a car, no dude can sit in that car, aside from a relative or my child, because it's just, it's the principle. Um, if a dude buys me a house, no dude can come in that house because it's just the principle. It doesn't matter whether we're together or not. It's just, that's, I've seen so much crazy shit over the years that it's just like, I'm just not trying to piss nobody off. I'm not trying to bring that up out of somebody because it's like the audacity, right? It's like, how dare you, you know? And I've watched dudes take things that I bought them and be around other bras and shit like that. And then I just have to get to a place where I'm like, you know, that's what you choose to do. He And he's still eating Salisbury steak, bitch. You win. Keep it. Keep the change. I'm good. So, you know, that whole incident happened and I was telling this girl on, as you tell your story to other people, without being dramatic at all, you don't realize, like, how fucked up 
you are or were about the situation and how, like, certain situations altered your whole entire life. So, like, after that, because of the noose and because of the strangulation and the the shooting guy and the stabbing and all that other shit and just the just remembering, like, him saying, like, oh, you know, I got to kill you now because da 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 all because I'm trying to leave. Like, I wanted to go on a date with somebody and we've been broken up for months. So I don't play with you niggas like that. I don't play with dudes like that. I don't, you know, I, I want to be clear when the shit is over and I will just date somebody that you never heard of because I'm just... It's just men become insanely violent. Even though you caused the breakup, even though you don't want to cheat it, even though you put me through, you know, all this shit, you still, some of y'all just still don't let go. So to have him, even though we was cool, we buried the hatchet probably about 10 years ago when I moved back home. Uh, The next day he went to a building he owned and a pane of glass fell on his arm and almost cut his arm off. And that's the power of pine saw, baby. And then the other one, now let's get to him. This is funny. So the other one I wrote about, I remember him writing me from prison and saying, you know, I should have my attorney see you. And I was like, if you wanted me to write better about you, you should have behaved better. And he's like, well, this person could read it and this person could read it. Those people don't need to read it. It doesn't matter. They were fucking there. Not one person has ever come forward on my book and said that anything that I said in that book was incorrect or untrue because we could just pull the receipts. Hospital receipts ain't going to lie because it was a bunch of them. Now, that one was just like physically assaulted. He never really, well, I almost did die, but he didn't really try to kill me. Like, he just would just beat the shit out of me. So, um, you know, for him to jump in these messages that particular morning that I checked it, actually, <laughs> he says um, it was a picture of me and this guy from New York City and I had posted it um, like a male appreciation day right mm. and under the picture on my Instagram and Facebook my Instagram is at miss m-i-s-s dot d dot scott I put that the gentleman had given me this book by Elin Harris called Invisible Life. Now, if any of y'all are avid, especially black novelist readers, you know that Elin Harris was a gay man, and he, he passed away some years ago. And his book, Invisible Life, was about brothers that are on the down low. The particular gentleman that actually gave me the book was gay. So in the picture, it may look like something to you, but there was a reason. Everything that I write, there's a reason. There's nothing that's out there, there's no information or material that's out there that I was not that aware was out there, you know. So this motherfucker, who I have not seen in 15 years, if my son is 16, I haven't seen him in 15 years. Um, I think I was home and I like he came to a club out of that or something like that. So I haven't seen him in 15 years. Uh, hadn't heard from him. It was like 2017, something like that, around the time he got out. He always would send a birthday card from prison because um, he always remembered my birthday, some emails, but that's about it. So nothing, you know, oh, you know, the, of course, the I still love you and all that other shit hit on him, not me. 
So um, he ends up getting out of jail. And, you know, I haven't seen him. Like, so I literally have not seen this man since, like, you know, 15 years ago. So to get <laughs> a message from this motherfucker that knows he did you dirty, and y'all was cool. We was cool. I, You know, I forgive you. Like, it's cool. We was young. You know, whatever. And going to send me a goddamn message with this picture of me and this dude with my arms around him in a leather vest in the summertime, by the way, y'all, saying, oh, hey, queen, this must be the dude that you was cheating on me during the years you was with me. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Like, who the fuck does, like, this is this is the shit that you men, like, you, you, you really kill me because it's just like y'all still be thinking that y'all have the same effect or the same power. That girl that you knew 26 years ago or whatever, she's dead. Y'all killed her. Okay, she was sweet. She was kind. And I think that's why my old man now don't remember me from back then because my energy was completely different. Now I'm a little bit more on the defensive. I'm a little bit more spicy. I I don't think I looked that much different, but I didn't have the presence that I have now because I was in the makings. I wasn't broken yet, you know. So I responded to the gentleman by saying, much later, by saying, like, first of all, the person that wrote the book is gay, and the man in the picture is gay. And then second of all, I've never cheated on you, so you're going to have to fucking try again, sir. Like, the fuck? Like, like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is what I mean when I say, like, some men, like, literally frighten me. Like, I'm just like, for what reason? Like, did you think that was going to be a positive exchange? And so, but I breathed easy because I was like, okay, this is why I was having some sort of, like, nervous breakdown all week, drinking, like, someone's Irish uncle and aunt together at a wedding um, in Ireland and Scotland. Like, that's how bad I was drinking. And um, so now that I knew that, you know, and I know that, I'm like, it's no coincidence that the two biggest abusers in my life were trying to reach out to me at the same time. That is Venus and Athena retrograde. And Pluto's in retrograde, all that shit, it's all fucked up. I think the only one that ain't in, Mer- uh, ain't in retrograde is Mercury. So... You have, you know, so you have that going on, and then you have my friend that's texting me back to back to back, and is not, and I am not at liberty to explain shit to anybody when I have to decide, like, do we forget these niggas? Like, do we, you know, do we know the reason why this happened? You know, did we overstay our welcome in these relationships? Because the answer is 100% yes. You know, I'm in a situation now where every Every time, like, there's a disagreement or there's some sort of, you know, we're both like, okay, well, fuck it, Joe. Fuck it, then. Fuck it. You know? I had to damn near tell a motherfucker the other day, like, yo, all correspondents can just go through the P.O. box. You know? And then you have to calm yourself down and say, well, maybe this person is going through something, too. And then maybe, I don't ever take nothing personal. I don't ever look at a dude and say, oh, he's cheating because I'm inadequate. No, this motherfucker's cheating because he's raggedy and he has options. But just like he has options, I'm sure I have some too. We wouldn't want to exercise those. Because I promise you, like I said before, you ain't going to pull no Halle Berry. 
I mean, the actual literal Halle Berry. I don't give a fuck about a bitch that looks like Halle Berry and she's cute. She probably got a lisp, her pussy stank, something wrong. She bathed with baby wipes. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, is that I'm not concerned with no other woman being able to have the impact on a, on a man the same way that I do. I'm not really concerned with it. doesn't mean that she can't, you know, fuck with him. It just means that I'm, I'm unfuckwittable too. So I have my own personal properties and imprint that I put on any man that I'm dealing with. So when you have a situation where you have, you know, two people that are striving to spend time with each other and it's just not happening because of quarantine, which I didn't even think of the fucking quarantine, all I heard in the conversation was some slick shit like, when I get up there is whenever I get up there, like, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, I, what? You know, and so, and it just so happened that the next day I had to go to Buffalo, and it's just like, this shit don't got to be as hard as you as you Negroes make it. It really don't. You know, and then I get hit with the, you know, you deserve better and shit like that. That shit niggas say when they already got caught doing some shit or they trying to exit the situation gracefully. There will be no graceful exit with me. You're going to have to come and tell me, like, okay, because I ain't do shit to you. And, see, I, I'll tell you straight up, like, I did nothing wrong, you know, because I, I, I wouldn't want you to feel no type of way. Shit, I got cussed out last week because motherfucker thought I said I had somebody in my inbox that's talking about they going to eat my ass. But the irony of all of that is I told you I don't have, you know, people in my inbox like that on a daily, no shit like that. The irony of that <clears throat> is that a motherfucker don't got to type that in my DM to want that. So if you're not secure in your relationship with me, then you are going to have to get real secure because we're getting a bunch of subscribers, we're getting a bunch of business, we're, you know, a lot of shit is happening. And aside from that, I'm a good motherfucker. I'm a good fucking person just to be around, even friendship-wise. So, you know, I try to tread light because I understand that people have their own shit going on. But to be told, like, no, I, you know, I can't do this. No, it's not that you can't, you won't. And if you won't, you're not even giving me the courtesy to say, well, it's because this. And then, you know, when this is done and over with, you know, we can get back to normalcy. We can get back to seeing each other every week. And then I come up there and then you come here, whatever, whatever. Hmm. But a lot of people Don't want to have that conversation And so if I was a dumb bitch I'd be internalizing that shit Like what did I do wrong I really I didn't do shit to you So you want to let go I mean It's getting to a place now Where it's like We're either going to have a breakthrough Where we're like okay No one's going anywhere So you can fucking have your tantrum And stomp and say whatever the fuck you want to say Or do whatever you want to do but um, I'll call you tomorrow, you know, because that's how he treats me sometimes. Sometimes he'd be like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking serious because I'm so, like, angry. Like, who the fuck are you talking to, you know? And trust me, <laughs> mine, mine is allowed to pretty much do, like, he does what he does. I understand. I get it, you know, which isn't, which isn't much. But still, you know, I've been more than accommodating, I think. Um, so... There's no reason to be, like, taking shit off the table, and I didn't do shit, you know. And so I'm dealing with that, 
and I'm dealing with these, these motherfuckers in my inbox. I'm having like a fucking existential crisis. And then, you know, I had to look at everything and say, well, this was part of the shadow work that we were trying to avoid, which is why are we staying in relationships that we're not wanted in? Um, why did some of my relationships last longer than the seasons that they were supposed to? And that's why you get hurt. You know, stay in your lane. The reason that the book is called that is because I found that when I did not stay in my financial lane, in my love lane, in my physical lane, in my health lane, I got hurt because I was expecting people to be going at the same pace or be about the same shit that I am. And a lot of people are not. And so I get my feelings hurt when I try to surround myself with people that are not trying to ascend, that are not trying to better themselves, that are not trying to take care of themselves. You know, these are triggers for me because when I see people in these manic states or in these depressed states, these are huge triggers for me because that's how my mother was. And so if you trigger in me the same shit, you know, abandonment, all that shit, if you trigger in me that with your behavior, you're going to get the Denise that was arguing and fighting with her mother every day. So I always laugh at women that think like, oh, you know, I'm so sweet. I'm like, look, if I would fucking hit my mama, you, you don't stand a chance. And there's reason behind it. You know, my mother was actually my first abuser. So, again, Venus and Athena, responsible for love and all its trauma. Parent to child is included in that, too. You know, so as I'm sitting here writing this book, I got to, you know, face the fact that the time that I almost got murdered was because my mom had actually put me out the house. It was cold. I remember it was snowing. And I remember going to dinner with him 10 years ago and him telling me, like, I knew that when your mom put you out that last time that I was going to be able to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do with you and it wasn't going to be nothing, you know, so... That goes to the first part of abuse, which is isolation. They isolate you. I lived way the fuck out, you know, past Grand Island. Like, we lived way the fuck out. Nobody was allowed at my house because he was paranoid, and we had a very nice house. Um, and it just it, it started like that, you know. But it went back to my mom being abusive and me having to leave there because I'm getting black eyes from her, too, you know. So this is, you know, when everybody thinks, like, I'm so sweet, I'm like, no, I'm really fucked up from the inside. I'll just be struggling to keep it sweet every day because I know that if I access the other demonic presences in me, it's not going to be a happy time. So I get in these places where I, I really just don't be knowing who people be fucking talking to. Like, I really just be like, who the fuck are you talking to, Mike? Because <laughs> I know you're not talking to me. So whether it's a text message, whether it's whatever, you have to be blatant with me. You know, you don't got to sugarcoat shit for me. I'm not serial. I don't need to be sugarcoated. So I overextend my stay sometimes because I want to be sure. You know, so for me right now, there's there's nobody that I'm even remotely even interested in. I could say that live on air because I don't give a fuck. Um I'm not talking to nobody. I already told you my phone was dry as fuck, and I'm not trying to prove a point or maintain nothing. It's just that if I ain't got no extra dick in my phone or, you know, nowhere around me, I don't have time for extra 
bullshit between my lover, my friend, my family members, any of it. I don't have time. And I know it seems like I'm so, like I said, you know, I have all this available free time. I fucking don't. I make time for the things and the people that I want to see or that I want to be with. And if I don't make time, I will make a plan, you know. So I went through the last week or two feeling not, well, yeah, I guess you could say abandoned, but I felt, like, unloved. I felt, um, like, misunderstood. Like, I felt like, y'all don't understand what the fuck I'm saying to you. Like, you don't understand that I'm saying that, you know, the reason that it's important for me to see you more than this amount of time a month is because I care about you and I need, I needed that. So it may not have, I would have came to you. You could have put some gas in my car. I'd have been like, all right. So it's just like I tell you young ladies, like if a motherfucker ain't trying to make a plan or he ain't promising like, okay, I'm going to do this, but just know like nothing's changed. I, you know, it's just I'm, I'm not able to get out there. I'm working. And I tell you all the time, a paid man is a busy man. You know, so I don't, I don't expect anybody that I deal with to just have all this free time to spend with me, but the way that it was told to me, like, when I get up there, we get up, we get up. Bitch, that's not how this started. No, no, no. You sound like you want somebody that don't give a fuck about you. You sound like you want somebody that you could just drop by their house, like, whenever that's in closer proximity. Or maybe you did. Maybe you found my replacement. I don't know. Because you bitches always forget about the fact that when you are, are in a certain position and that position is no longer available, your position just became open. Right? We, we don't talk about that. I wouldn't switch places with none of these motherfuckers. That you can, that's all you, you can have it. But um, I like to make sure, you know, that my endings are really my endings and there's no misunderstanding because my relationships typically happen very quickly. So I don't, I don't have anybody in mind. I'm not jonesing on nobody, but my pages, well, my, my Instagram is up now. And I don't want nobody to be in no misunderstanding. I don't want nobody to get hurt because I miscommunicated something. And so I stayed silent. I tried to stay silent this week. So I really wanted to cuss everybody the fuck out. That's a fact. So if I didn't talk to you much or, you know, was a little snippy, it's because you was about to get cussed out because I was tired, you know, of explaining the same shit or telling you the same thing or reassuring you the same shit. Bitch, what about me? You know, so my girlfriend comes, you know, she gets her stuff out of the, out of the house. I was using one of my houses as storage for, and um, she's having a conversation with me, you know, and I gave her a hug and I left her there because I want you to know that an expired friendship or an expired relationship is not a beef. That girl ain't did nothing to me and I ain't did nothing to her. I still love her to death. It's just that I can't have you triggering the bomb that is Denise. Not today, not tomorrow. So this behavior, whether it's erratic or not, triggers me because of like I said, it reminds me of my mother and I can't I can't be around that. This nonchalant like you could do like, you know, okay, well, you know, I'll see you when I see you, that behavior is triggering for me because the last time somebody told me that, 
it ended up in a damn near murder. Like, it ended up, you know, motherfuckers were like, I ain't going to do nothing to you. Shit, you don't know what you would do. Because y'all motherfuckers be thinking I'm so sweet. Like I say all the time. Just like I know I don't, like, I don't be checking for no ugly-ass dude. I'm sure you have women that want to date you. Please don't ever think that just because I be in the house all day long that somebody doesn't like my intellectual attractiveness or someone doesn't think, you know, that my little fupa is cute, you know. You don't know. So that's why I just was taught you just treat everybody at the best of your capability, you know, because then if you have to walk away from somebody, you're like, I did everything that I could to please this person, and it didn't work. So that shit is not on me. None of this should be on me, you know. So, you know, bickering with him, and then the next day, like, for good, I grow tired of that, too, because I wish we could just either get to a place where we're going to shit or get off the pot. You know, every 21 days, every 30 days, it's the same thing. And we too grown for that. You know, it's either I'm going to try for these free things, the free things that you asked me to do, you know, or I'm going to try to make time while I'm here and you could just, you know, come up here. Because if not, the relationship dies. Just like flowers, you don't water your plants, they die. And maybe that's what people want, but you don't got to bow out gracefully with me. Just be like, I don't fuck with you because this, this, and this. Let's just keep doing this, you know. But the but the but the catch is, you have to tell me that to my face. The nigga be real spicy and bold as fuck, like a Dorito over the fucking phone. He ain't gonna tell you no shit like that to your face, you know. Because I don't I don't function like that. I function with love. So even when I'm speaking with somebody. My my absence from conversations this week came from love. It came from, I don't want to say some shit that's going to hurt these motherfuckers' feelings. I would rather stay in the light than to go completely dark on you motherfuckers. Because some of y'all are selfish. Some of y'all think that I belong to you or that I belong, you know, I, I belong to the world. I don't I don't belong to no man. I don't belong to a friendship circle. I don't, I belong to the world. You know, a mentor, an educator, somebody that's looking out for kids and looking out for young adults, women, men, doesn't matter, the LGBTQ community. Um, So I belong to the world. Some of y'all belong to the streets. And so those two things collide. We have two different purposes, you know. So in looking at all your relationships, I think it becomes easier and easier for you to detach yourself from them. Um, When you look at it and you say, what was the reason that I met this person, right? Do I think I can give them another season? Or is this person somebody that I think is going to be involved in my life for a lifetime? Due to the fact that I know for a fact that I knew my old man back in the day, And if y'all knew the story, because he's actually also in the book, um, you would understand that maybe this is the universe completing a cycle. You know, he doesn't remember too well. I remember everything um, from the way he smelled, what he had on, like everything. So this technically is a recycled relationship because it was cut off abruptly 25, 26 years ago. Mm. So... I have no regrets. I don't have anything bad to even really say. But 
I feel like I do want to say openly that I get tired of the back and forth. You know, I really wish, like I said, that we could just come to a compromise and say, all right, we're going to be together. This is just a rough patch right now um, with the quarantine and everything going on. I'm scared, you know, whatever. I get working on yourself. I get that. But there is no greater help when you're working on yourself than people that genuinely care about you and love you, male or female. So to deny somebody um, your presence for no reason, and I said this, it sounds like a punishment. And and that is, it is a punishment. Some people will take away their time. They'll take away their presence. They'll be like, I'm not going to, you know, stick around for this shit. You know, so I'm trying to learn patience because not everybody loves the way I do. Not everybody is the same type of friend I am. Um, and not everybody has the same trauma. You know, a lot of our black men are out here traumatized. They're in situations where they were abused, you know, um, by a male or a female or both. And we end up growing up and dating these men that never even acknowledged that this happened. You know, at least not, you don't need to acknowledge to me, but just to yourself. You know, and then there's a whole sexuality issue going on, which, you know, now affects the bedroom. You know, you have some women that won't perform certain acts because they deem it, you know, it's that home and down a horror complex I talk about, you know. Mm. And you have some men that are the same way, shy about their bodies. They don't like to be touched in certain places. It takes a lot for them to climax just, you know, because they're thinking that they're doing something wrong or doing something dirty. So I'm urging you during this retrograde, because it doesn't end until June 25th, which is the day after my birthday. And actually, even before that, you'll start to see things get better. So just remember, during retrograde, Nothing is fucking real. Um, In addition to that, Athena and Venus are all about indulging in pleasure, love, you know, things that that make you feel sexy or things that make you feel beautiful or handsome and happy. So when they're in retrograde, these traumas come up, these triggers are going to come up. So you just wait till the fucking full moon and say, goddamn Gemini. Gemini is the party, is the party animal. Right? So there's going to be a lot of sneaking. There's going to be a lot of raggy shit going on. A lot of motherfuckers going to get pregnant on the, on the low. You know, but I would hope that any situation that I was in was solid enough. You know, a lot of people ask me questions like what I would do in certain relationships, like on other shows and shit. And I always tell them, like, I've not been in a solid relationship. doesn't matter what else everybody had going on. I've not been in a solid relationship where... I could safely say, like, oh, he ain't going nowhere. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Or a solid enough relationship where, like I told you, like I told you, I need to be confident enough to tell a motherfucker, like, yo, if I call somebody, they will come in this motherfucker and air this bitch out. If I were you, you understand what I'm saying? I would back the fuck off. And it's not about, like, a motherfucker trying to cap. I'm talking about, like, in business or just motherfuckers being overly aggressive because y'all know. I told y'all for a long time I was frightened of men. Black men specifically, because y'all were the single most deadliest people to me that I had ever met. You were, and have been to a lot of women. 
you know. So when y'all talk about that shadow work, every lie that was ever told has to be reconciled. There's a consequence. Every, you know, motherfuckers like get to cheating and then they midway try to stop cheating and it's like, no, nigga, you're not understanding. You got to carry this shit all the way to the edge of death. Now, because if your old lady find out about just one incident, the other 175 ain't going to matter. You already was in there fucking raw, doing what the fuck you was doing, putting your mouth on her, you know what I'm saying, impregnating her, doing whatever. Y'all motherfuckers act like you could just stop and, like, put, like, a fucking blanket over and spritz it with bleach and the shit is, is cleaned up. Nah, that's the most dangerous time when you leave a bitch because now she, shit, the bitch might go tell. And I told you, I stopped telling on these motherfuckers. I don't say nothing to the old ladies no more. You know why? If I'm in a situation like that. Because you know why? Now you just gave her the visual. She knows who you are. She's going to stalk you for the rest of your life. And she's not leaving them. So it doesn't. I, that's what kind of relationship I want. Where you just be like, oh, shit, I ain't going nowhere. So what? I'm not saying I want to allow a man to cheat, but I'm just saying I want to be comfortable enough in my relationship to know that we're solid enough that whatever him and I have built is solid. We're good. I ain't worried about Instagram. He ain't worried about YouTube. Like, we good. So, y'all, with that being said, make sure that during these uh, retrogrades and during this Gemini full moon that's coming up, that you're fulfilling all your desires. You know, cuffing season is over, so that's another thing. Some of y'all, you know, was just around for cuffing season, something fluffy to hold on to and be warm, and summertime's here. But let me be clear with you. Motherfuckers that act stupid in the summer don't get to talk to you again in the fall. Motherfucker, ain't no training camp. You ain't even on a roster. Oh, yes, bitches be having rosters. Let's let's talk about it. We'll talk about that another time. But the point of the matter is my shit dry right now. My phone dry, text messages dry. You know, so I'm going to be mad as fuck if I dropped all my hoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, you know, I'm seeing somebody and this motherfucker out here embarrassing me talking about, Oh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want this anymore, and this, this, and this. Is This is the time motherfuckers need to make up their mind. You know, either you fucking with somebody or you're not. And if you are fucking with somebody and it's been longer than, like, five, six months, y'all need to sit down and revisit the conversation and say, okay, is this something that's going to work? Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to be loyal? Are you going to abide by these things? You know, because, like, for me, y'all already know. I just said on the last show, I was like, I need to watch. Because I can already tell it's going to be a long-ass motherfucking summer. But I need something that reminds me this motherfucker would not have got me this if he didn't love me or if he didn't care. So you have to know what type of person that you're dealing with. So with that being said, y'all, I'm going to hit y'all with this uh, new drink in future. Two Scorpios, which is funny because y'all think that future is so much more of a slut than drink when... In actuality, Drake is also a slut. He just carries his shit different. And in addition to that, this shit really acting like it don't want to play for me. Now I'm sad. There it is, y'all. Tune in next week. Be hell. Hey, I should have put you somewhere where no one could find you. Man, she's not in six with nothing around you. Katie, Texas, Dallas, Texas, you know a different environment. Cause you got desires. I know, I know, I know. 
you got desires. I know, I know, I know. Cause you got desires. You got that fire, and I'm not a liar. You had me down on my knees every day, had to talk Messiah. I'm in that eight and then one and then two, this is different. Yeah, I try to pay all your loans off and cop you a driver. I had you stand too close to the city, you acting too vulnerable living this life I should have moved your way from Houston before I copy all this ice You wanna be my number one, you're not acting like the main thing I let you play my number two, you barely made the second I should have put you somewhere where no one could find you Man, she's not in six with nothing around you Katy, Texas, Dallas, Texas, you know a different environment Cause you got desires, I know, I know You got desires, I know, I know, I know. But you got desires. Hey, self-control has never been your thing. Don't think it'll help if there's a ring with a rock in it. Where I'm from, they serve the soda clean. You come from a city where there's lean with the rocks in it. How the fuck you keep so many secrets? How you going vegan but still beefing with me again? How the fuck you seen so many beaches? Tickets to them places don't come cheap, yeah. I see it back in church, remember who took it at first and don't you forget it. Got you a whiff, then you got back on your shit. I had to tell Eric, go get it. I'm always moving too fast, the feeling don't last. I feel like you take me for granted. Probably my fault for the way that I handle it. I should have put you somewhere where no one could find you. Man, she's not in six with nothing around you. Katy, Texas, Dallas, Texas, you know a different environment. You got desires, I know, I know, I know. Cause you got desires, I know, I know, I know. Cause you got desires.